What's up, everyone? Welcome to Diapers, Duct Tape, and Dollars, or D3 for short, as we come with you guys with another episode, episode five. And man, we're so excited that you joined us. We know that you guys work all day, maybe nine to five, come home, spend time with your wonderful kids, change a diaper or two, and still have time to hang out with your wives. But we know that at the very end of the day, you're still worried about your financial trouble. And so we men are here to help each other as we grow financially. And we guys hope you're excited for today's show as we kind of go into that introduction where we really get to start of taking that first step into investing and how that is applicable to you guys today. So I hope you guys are excited. Um, we're back at you after Thanksgiving. I know this one took a little bit to get out, but we're glad to be back and Ready to talk about investments. What do you think, Matthew? Yeah, I think today is going to be a, a good podcast. Uh, we have a lot for you. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the last few podcasts. They really build on top of each other. And, and honestly, if you haven't watched them, I would even say pause this one and go back and at least watch the last episode because they're going to build on top of each other today, talking about um, investing and really digging into it today. So it really is going to be a good podcast. So really, if you haven't grab a notebook and a pencil and get ready to take some notes because me and mike are going to give you some really good information yeah so what we what we wanted to do basically is um over the holidays we were kind of talking and discussing and then talking to other people who actually you know take their wonderful quality time and listen um, to diapers duct tape and dollars and we got some really good feedback about some things that a lot of people are are wanting to kind of learn how to take that first step um, they they understand that we've talked about the mindset behind it, the motivation behind it, uh, making sure that they've taken the time to set a budget so they have money to set aside for savings, emergency funds, paying off debt, but also investing. And so we kind of wanted to talk today um, about taking those first few steps of actually doing an investment or better yet, um, we're kind of making this easy for you and we're going to look at some some of the top minds in the investment world, especially when it comes to the stock market. Um, so as we as we bring up these top minds and we look over some of their portfolios, we just kind of wanted to give you guys some relief um, that we've done the homework for you. And all you have to really do is listen, um, think about it in a knowledgeable perspective and gain wisdom from it, and then decide at the end of the day if any of these approaches or any of these specific stocks or index funds are something that maybe you wanted to take that first investment with. Um, so we kind of wanted to just break it down and, ha and have fun with it. So uh, the other day, I had the opportunity, you know, we were going, um, we watched some of the, the state high school football games, uh, it was, which, was, which was a lot of fun. And as we were watching one of these these two schools play for this, you know, their state championship here in Texas at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, it's always cool to see different perspectives of different schools, you know, coming from all over to, to have the chance to finally take home what is, you know, that highly coveted trophy from a state championship that you will grow up to tell your kids, you know, from years to come, which will tell their kids, you know, that, yeah, my dad or, you know, I won a state championship all these years ago when you grow up. So it's that coveted trophy that so many people want. And as I was watching the football game, um, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself that what are, what is something that when I grow up, I'll be able to tell my kids and my family about um, that I worked so hard for that I left behind for them as in my legacy. And I know a lot of times I've read different quotes and people define their legacy, uh, what they leave behind in different ways. But one quote that always stuck with me is legacy is not something you do, it's someone you raise. And I think that a lot of us have 
you know, our hearts and passion within raising our family, raising our kids, spending time with our wives. But also I want to be able to have the opportunity to lay a foundation, not just for myself, but for my family for the future, which would be a great legacy to have. And so a great way to do that is to making sure that you're not leaving a whole bunch of debt behind or leaving tons of bills that your your kids will one day inherit. But if you take the action starting, you know, soon, that you'll be able to leave them, you know, hopefully and potentially one day, you know, a fair, a fair amount of share of wealth or, you know, something that's in the right direction. That's a great legacy, something I could love to one day tell my my kids, like, we started from nothing, but we, we st- like that old, old song, we started from the bottom, now we're here. We started with nothing, but now we have the opportunity, you know, to ch- change our lives and live for the better. Um, I know me and Matthew have both talked about this and things that we've we've worked for. So we just really wanted to share that passion with you guys. So before we kind of, we kind of break it down today, um, we're kind of going to bring the idea of three really kind of, what would you say, lead investors um, that we, that when you basically, if you go to the internet and you type in top 10 investors, these three people are on the majority of the the list that you would pull up on the internet. And so uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to have Matthew. He's going to come and he's going to list those three. And then what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go into detail, both of us, um, on basically what we did is we pulled up their portfolios and we looked at the top two um, stocks or funds that they're involved with within their portfolio so that you guys can get this idea and this perspective that we're going to bring you information of the top minds in the investment game, but also something that these guys were willing to put a lot of money into because they, they have done their homework and their trust in. Now, this is not a, um, a tell you to invest in. Again, let me um, take the time to read our disclaimer that this content is just for informational purposes only. Uh, you should not construe any such information or any material as legal tax or investment, financial, or any other action telling you to telling you to take those actions in, in our advice. Uh, nothing contained on our podcast constitutes solicitations, recommendations, or endorsements of anything from our diapers, duct tape, and dollars podcast. Um, we're not with any third service provider to sell or secure any other type of financial instruments or assets. But what we want to do we just want to provide information for you. So when we do that, you take it with a grain of salt, think about it, and you ultimately will decide um, taking those first steps, if you haven't already done so, to bettering your financial future. What do you think, Matthew? Yeah, so let's get into it. So we're taking a look at these three of arguably some of the best investors who've ever lived. The first one we're going to take a look at is Ray Dalio. And uh, Ray Dalio is the um, CEO and the head manager of the Bridgewater Associates Hedge Fund. And so what that means is they take on people's money and they invest it for them and they are actively participating in the market and looking for huge returns. Now with that said, they they manage about $160 billion worth of assets and that's a huge amount. And that's not easy. If somebody was to give you the, their money and be like, hey, I need you to find me a good deal and make me some money, it's a, it'd be pretty hard. It'd be really nerve-wracking. But he is one of the best in the world. Uh, and it, You can't just get into their uh, hedge fund either. You have to have some mega wealth. I think the minimum you're allowed to do is a half a million dollars. And I, I think they even moved it up in more recent time to maybe having a minimum deposit of $4 million. So this is not just for... Anyway, this is only for the Elite Rich Club. Now, with Ray Dalio, we took a look at his portfolio, what they what he likes to invest in, and 
the first thing we saw was that he liked to really invest into the S&P 500. Now, if you're doing stocks, you can't really just buy into the S&P 500. What there are is there, there's index funds and ETFs where they track the movement of the S&P 500. And one of the biggest ones out there would be uh, the Spider Sector yeah. 500. So it literally mimics the S&P 500. And I want to say it's actually at a tenth of the price of the actual S&P 500. Now, some things to know about the uh, S&P 500. It's probably, uh, I mean, the uh, Spider Sector 500. It's the most traded on a daily basis uh, e ETF. Yeah, the volume is really high. Yeah, it's got crazy amount of volume in it. And it's actually in total, it has nearly... $323 billion in assets. So, I mean, that's this. people are putting money into this and just holding it for the long term. It is a, the most popular for day trading, for holding long term, for doing options contracts, and many other things. Now, this this tracks the 500 most popular, uh, highly traded companies in the United States Stock Exchange. So when you're buying into this, you're automatically having your money diversified into 500 companies. Now, now your money's not divided into those companies evenly, but it is divided enough to where if one of these uh, companies was to tank or take a big hit, your total portfolio wouldn't fall with it. So it really is one to take a look at. Also, what Ray Dalio likes to invest in is the uh, SPDR um, gold shares, which is kind of this kind of the um, index or exchange fund for for gold. So the, the gold shares is, is part of the SPDR family of exchange trades, uh, which is managed and marketed by the State Street Gold Ad Advisors. Um, and it's actually one of the largest exchange traded funds there is in the world. Um, it allows you to have really great concept of, of having basically the idea of assets towards, towards gold um, and your foundation. So on one side, he, he has his money invested in SPY, which was like Matthew said, a large market cap um, in the in the American business world. But on the opposite side, you know how people always were talking about if the market goes down, gold usually rises. Well, he has his his cap or his safety net also in the gold trust, so it allows it allows him to kind of have another safety net investment in the gold. Which uh, when you're looking on a market exchange, it it's pretty simplistic as GLD because it allows you to invest in those. So Ray does a great job of diversifying it on his top two right off the bat with putting it, you know, the majority in the American market with the top, you know, 500 companies, that are large cap companies that there are. And then on the opposite side, he has it invested in the, um, the assets, which would be gold, which gold has always held its value. I mean, it used to be way back in the day was, was part of the, the, how, how we kept track of our, um, analytical and process of our money where everything was gold backed but now since it's, it's it's shifted through the years but gold has always kept its value fluctuating you know throughout the years but it's always been one of those assets that's always held true during difficult times so when in, usually when economical falls you sometimes gold will go up and then if the gold begins to fall usually it's the economy is doing really well so it's really well balanced out so it kind of gives you the the basis and the premise of being able to do um to have a really good portfolio of based on two things um, now Ray is well known throughout. I say Ray like we're best buds or something. But <laughs> you, you know him? Yeah, he got friend. his number. <laughs> but uh, 
Well, uh, he, he's known across the investment world as a very bright mind and has even written a book called Principles that breaks down a lot of his habits and philosophies and studies. But he's been a real brilliant mind that even helps the government sometimes when, when it comes to financial advisement. So he's somebody that you could really take the time to look into and know that this is not just somebody who throws their money out on a whim or puts it in a company that had no idea or information on, but he's taken the time and he's invested tons of tons of money in specific stocks and index funds and ETFs that are based on things that he thinks will overall help his portfolio. And so we're not saying that this is his whole portfolio. No, he has he has a whole plethora that go into his portfolio. But the top two investments he had when it came to the stock market or one of your apps that you're able to, to get on with is was the SPY, or the SPDR 500, or gold, which is SPDR gold shares. And the good thing about that is it means it's accessible also to anyone. So if you if you have the Robinhood app, the Webull app, the E-Trade app um, on your phone, it's accessible. All you have to do is when you're on there, find find a specific fund that you're interested in, you're studying on, like the SPY or Gold or some of the other ones we're going to talk about. And then you're, once you have that money in your account on the app, you can easily take that position and buy your 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 specific shares and then hold on to those as the you know as the market goes forth for the future so it's it's a great it's a great way to think about especially when you're starting off and you're like man what do i even think about investing into we're not saying do this but we're just giving you ideas of what some of the top minds would put their money into meaning that they're not somebody that's just putting it all in like i hope i pray that one day this this pans out like they're t- they've taken the time to study and they really have bet especially him he's bet his money on the american economy and if if something was to happen, he's also put his money in the gold market as well. Um, next up, what we, we have is um, Warren Buffett, which we've already kind of mentioned him and talked a lot about him previously in our shows um, from a different quotes that he's done. And then also when we did the Intelligent Investor, um, that we talked about how his net worth was like over like $85 billion and how he talks about Graham and his book and investments. But we all know that if you think about investment when you're joking with somebody who doesn't even do a lot of investment method, it's like you say Warren Buffett and everybody kind of makes jokes and knows that he's – Yeah, he's like the Michael Jordan yeah, he's, for the financial world. He's a wealthy, rich man. Everybody kind of knows who he is. And so Matthew's is going to come and he's going to talk about, talk about Buffett real quick. But he has – he has his, we looked at him as one of our second advi- uh, financial advisors kind of looking. And we wanted to look at what he has his money into. And so what we came back with were – two of some of the more affordable shares that he has into. Um, a lot of us know that he has a big share in uh, Brookshire's Hathaway, but there's also he had some other shares that were up at the top of his list that we were going to let available to you guys to understand. So as you're thinking of making that first investment and putting your money somewhere to allow it to grow over time, um, these were some that he put his money into. So like we talked about a couple weeks ago, we mentioned the book, The Intelligent Investor. And this is Warren's philosophy on investing in the stock market. It's finding companies that are undervalued but have the potential for great returns. And this is what he invests his money into. Now, he's not one to really invest into index funds and uh, ETF stuff like that. He's more, I'm going to invest into single stocks. Now, with that said, he said when he passes away, he wants a majority of his money put into uh, ETFs and index funds that track the S&P 500. So e- even though he's not doing it currently, he knows that in the long run, those index funds are really going to bring great returns. Now, with that being said, we took a look at his top two investments. And his top two investments was Apple with the ticker symbol AAPL. 
that's Apple. Uh, and then it was Bank of America with a ticker symbol B-A-C. Now, Warren is very big on investing in what you know and understand. He, he's not going to go around investing in stuff that he, he, he doesn't know. And you should do the same. Don't go be investing in electrical vehicles if you don't even have any idea what kind of market that's going to bring. Don't be investing long term in some uh, biopharmaceutical medicine if you have no idea what the medical field is all about. All right. But, you know, people our age and I think Micah would agree with me. We, we all know a lot about Apple. We know we have Apple phones. You either might have a Mac or a, a MacBook Pro. So that's something we can relate to. And we understand. So similar with Amazon. We know what Amazon's about. We know well, what their goals are and what they're trying to produce. So really investing in what you, under, you understand. Yeah. As long as I think what's important, we've said this probably like three podcasts in a row, but the most important part when it comes to your your money is we realize like we can relate a lot how hard you work for your money how much you time you put into your money in which it's crazy and it's sad but our world is made up where it's like time is is dividend for money that you've spent time doing and we know that we don't want you just to throw it away and, and waste it and I think that there's there's different opinions in, in different ways kind of how we talked about last week there's different styles of way of fishing and stuff like that but when it comes to your approach in the in any type of investing, even though we're talking specifically about the stock market uh, in this podcast, it's important to really take your time to, and do your homework. Like like Mathen said, you don't want to just throw all your money into a business or something that you have no idea what, what their report is, what their information is. Um, you What I would advise is you finding some really good solid source sites and doing homework on stocks and, and index funds and stuff like that that you're really – thinking about putting your money into and then after you've done your research and your homework at least and you have an understanding then you put your money in there knowing that you've done your homework and you understand now it's there are there are times where the market is hot like uh not too long ago which it's still kind of hot but there was math had mentioned electric vehicles because i call it you know this ev market and it was hot and i was involved in that but before i even put money in some of the ev stocks that shot up I took time to study and did homework on what in the world these companies are, why are they trending, what is going into the production, and have they made any sales and or anything like that. And then whenever I had done the homework, I picked specific ones, and those specific ones did really, really well. But sometimes you hit and miss. That's why you want to do your homework if you're going, especially if you're going on that on that type where you're doing stocks that aren't as well known. But on stocks that you take in the time that are big, they're not just going to default. The next day you put your money into those are the ones that you really want to do your homework on, especially if you're in it for the long haul. If you're if you're in it for the emotional or the short gain or the quick fix, um, the stuff that we're talking about today is really not into that. We're we're not we're not talking about options today or short selling or any anything like that in this podcast. This podcast is solely for those who are wanting to start off in the investment world, maybe within the stock market, and we're laying out sound specific funds that other people that will see in their portfolio they have put money into and just letting that be a resource for you to say hey if ray Delio or warren buffett put their money in this specific stocks maybe it's something i should look into to potentially do it we're not saying do it but we're wanting you to know that we're trying to provide sound at least solid stocks that that are set up better for the future. So it's always, you always want to do your homework. And yes, I know that we've talked about this maybe two weeks ago that it can, the stock market can be 
Um, nerve-wracking investment in general can be nerve-wracking, but we want to be able to allow the opportunity for you just to understand that you can do this. It just takes time and homework. Um, there are apps that you can use. Um, on, um, on, on Everybody has access to, if you have an Apple phone or Android, that you can find news from Bloomberg all the way to um, Stock Twist. Um, there's Yahoo. Yeah, uh, Finance. Market Watch. There's, yeah, there's Fox Business. There. There's just a bunch of stuff out there you can get information from. But over time, you'll you'll trend to specific styles and you'll begin to find different uh, locations to find your information. And, of course, with Internet, you can do a lot of homework. But you want to find stuff that you truly trust. So with, with that being said, so far we looked at – we looked at um, – Ray and his is how he's put a lot of money into SPY and GLD or the SPY index fund in gold. And then we looked at Warren Buffett, who has a lot of money in Apple products and I mean Apple shares and then also Bank of America shares. Um, but here in a second, Matthew is going to bring us the third guy, which is John Bogle and the investments that he had in his top few when it came to his investments in the stock market. So John Bogle, also known really as Jack Bogle, has his nickname. He is the founder of Vanguard Investments, the Vanguard Group. And if you know anything about Vanguard, it is one of the best uh, brokerage for you to put invest your money into. They manage, I think, trillions of dollars of money into their uh, in their index funds, ETFs, their mutual funds, and so on. That it is a huge company. He also has written a book called The Little Book of Common Sense Investing which is a, a lot of ha, has a lot to do with index funds and that's his whole approach is index funds. So we're going to take a look at two of the index funds that he is probably most famous for and the first one is the uh, total stock market index. Now, this one was created in 1992 and its job is to track the entire market. So when you buy into this uh, ETF or index fund, you literally, if you are investing a little bit of money into every single company that there is in the United, Stocks, uh, United States Stock Exchange. So you're really diversifying your money in a sense. Now, once again, there is more weight added to the larger cap companies. So buying this doesn't mean you're completely diversified, but it's a very good start with it. Uh, the next one he's really famous for is the total bond market now same with the stock one when you buy a bond one you are diversifying your bond uh, your money into several different types of bonds with several different types of maturity rates and with several different type of years all right so if one if you buy into this you're essentially buying uh Corporate bonds, government bonds with two years, five, seven, 10, 20, 30 year maturity rate. So it's another way of diversifying your money without having to go out and buy them all individually. You're just putting your money into one uh, class and it's kind of diversifying it for you. Now, and th this is huge because Vanguard is known for being the creators of the index funds. So if you're not comfortable with going out and finding companies that you think might do good in the future, because it could be it could be challenging, and you're like, I don't know if Apple's going to do good in the future. I don't know if Bank of America's going to do in the good future. I don't know about Amazon. What should I do? Then I would highly suggest starting with total bond market or total stock market. Now you do what you do need to do your own homework, but this would be a really good safer risk to follow 
if you just want to get maybe tip your toes in the water just a little bit to see if you like this or not if you can handle it so yeah yeah so like what matt was saying the the opportunity if you're especially if you're starting out uh, i know a lot of people can find themselves trying to find quick fixes quick money <laughs> where it feels like you're kind of trying to gamble basically in the stock market what we're trying to do today is just try to help people get stepped on the right basis get their foot going in the right direction to better set their family up and as dads, that's all you want to do is you want to better your future. So what we're providing today is we looked at um, three great investors and what they've put their money into. We just want to allow you the opportunity to understand what they've done. And especially when, when you're starting out, it's, it's sometimes if you're able to just kind of diversify it in a way where you put your money into one of the index ETFs, where you're allowing that money to cover a bigger generalization of the market, it allows you to grow over time than if you hit it wrong in that whole company you know, goes down and you lose a lot of money as there, if you have an index or an ETF, if one or two or three companies struggle or even more, you know, but there's more that are doing well, then obviously that outweighs the less. So it's definitely important. Um, like what we were talking about um, with the spy at the very beginning with Ray, uh, we all, a lot of research has done, has been done into the SP 500 index fund. And we know that it continues to be, you know, among one of the most popular index funds that you can get in, get into um, it's usually because it offers a good return and, and over time and they're diversified and they're, and they're lower risk than just individual stocks. Um, but one thing that we kind of talked about, I think it was like last week is that over time index funds in a generalization have returned about 10% annually. And that's usually does better than, and then trying to beat the market by yourself, guessing and trying to figure out specific stocks. So what we wanted to do is, um, if if you don't have if you don't have an app already or a trading app already you know solidified for yourself take the time we talked about this I think on the second podcast take the time go to your app store and search either Robinhood Webull eTrade there's a couple other ones that you can do you can either use your laptop and and have an even um, you know even a, a paid specific site that you can do trading in but I just wanted to lift off some of those those free ones for you guys and what we want you to do is when you set up your account. And then you and you specifically have a certain amount of money for investing. What you want to do is we want you to do your research and then find yourself looking into potential stocks or indexes that allow you to kind of get yourself started with your investments for to do better. Now, I'm going to say this before I go into any farther. The, the economy, it fluctuates. It goes up. It goes down. Sometimes it rises really, really high. And sometimes like when we had a pandemic, we were going through, it goes down. But the good thing is over time, it has... Sh- been proven that over time it still rebounds and makes you a profit over just putting your money in specifics, you know, on specific stocks. So index funds are a good idea for the, especially the beginning investor when they're trying to just get started. And that's what we're trying to help here with Dapper Duct Tape Dollars. We're, we're, our idea a long time ago was a passion for people who just wanted to get out of that debt, that mindset, and really trying to set themselves up better for the future. So we're not trying to give you a home run where one day you wake up and your money went one thousand percent up. No, we're we're looking for annual gains where this is from ten percent. Maybe you had an amazing year of twelve percent, or maybe the market was rough and you're at five to eight percent, but you're growing every single year. And as you keep investing in these, you also get dividends and it's just building a wealth that you've been looking for. And so if you've set up your 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 trade account on whatever app you're using, I wanted we did some homework and we went to um banktrade.com or bankrate.com, and we kind of looked up the top investment investments or the best index funds so far 
had that have been in the year of 2020, at least according to up to December 2020. And there's five here that we're going to list and you can do your homework on them. You can look into them. But these are five solid um, index funds that have done well this year. Even though it's been an interesting year of 2020, we all make jokes about 2020. We'll probably grow up and make jokes about 2020 to our kids one day. But we allow, we want you the opportunity to kind of start making that process of bettering up your future. Um, we'll talk about all kinds of different investments and how you can grow. But as we as we kind of started off in something that everybody kind of starts off investing in, good or bad, with the then the stock market, and we wanted to present these these indexes, and they're all going to vary in price, and we don't have the price on here. But what we do have are the top five considered by Bankrate within this year of 2020, at least all the way up to December. So these are the top five. If you're taking notes or if you're going to listen to this podcast again later or if, you, if you're listening and yet you have your app open, you can type this. You can type these in. We'll give you the key um, and you can look them up yourself. So here we go. Here are the top five um, depending on which, which app you're using. But here we go. The top five according to Bankrate – for index funds all the way up to December 2020 are these five. Number one is Fidelity Zero Large Cap Index Fund. Um, the key is F-N-I-L-X. Again, that's F-N-I-L-X. Um, the Fi- Fidelity Zero Large Cap Index Mutual Fund is part of the investment company's foray into mutual funds with no expense ratios. Thus, it's, it's, it's zero. Um, the fund doesn't officially track the SP500. Technically, it follows the Fidelity USA Large Cap but the difference is the academic part. The real difference is that Fidelity doesn't have to cough up a licensing fee to use the SP name. Um, so it keeps the cost a little lower for invested investors. So there's a reason why I list these other ones. They'll actually say S&P 500 for the Fidelity Zero Large Cap Index Fund does not have it listed, but it still tracks it. So it saves you a little bit on the investment there. Um, coming in at number two. Number two is the Vanguard S&P 500 ETF. So like we talked about with the SPY one earlier, this one tracks the S&P 500 index. And I love the name, the, I love the key name. Yeah, so the, 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 yeah, the, the, the ticker symbol is V-O-O, VOO. So it has, <laughs> uh, uh, as of today, its market cap is at uh, $176 billion. So a lot of people have invested money into this for the long run. Uh, it is one of the largest funds, exchange traded funds. So if you have your uh, broker and you have the app open or you're on the computer, type in VOO. I think right now it's at 339 ish dollars. So uh, you can buy into that as well. And then now with this one, it does have an expense ratio of 0.03%. Meaning that for every ten thousand dollars you invest to it, costs to it three dollars. Yeah, it costs so you three dollars. So really, yeah. it's 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 nothing. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's worth nothing to really diversify. Yeah, the, <laughs> any person that's investing that be that's nothing at all. Um, number three was one that we've kind of we kind of already talked about. Um, it's it's one that's mentioned quite a bit. It's the one that Matthew was talking about when Buffett says when he passes away, he wants to put a lot of his money into this one. Uh, but coming at number three, which is one that you hear about all the time if you've done any type of investment, which is the SP. DR S&P 500 ETF, which is known as the key number is, is SPY, S-P-Y, again, um, S-P-D-R, S&P 500. Its, it's key name is SPY, S-P-Y. And the, the S&P 500 is like the granddaddy of ETFs, or some people would say. Having been founded all the way back in 1993, it's helped kick off the wave, we can say, of ETFs and investing that have become so popular today. I believe as of November 2020, it has nearly 
$323 billion in assets. That's a big number. So it's ranking in one of the most popular ETFs. The fund is sponsored by the State and Street Global Advisors, another heavyweight in investing industry. And it, and it does tr- stay and tracks the S&P 500. So it is... Like I said, it's it's one that everybody knows, and it's like the granddaddy. I mean, people when they talk about index funds, it's one of the top ones that's always brought into the into the game. Which we know that top hitters like um, Ray and Warren they put their money into that. So it's definitely one to look up. And again, that's SPY. All right, next is the iShares Core S and P five hundred ETF ticker symbol IVV. Now this is through the iShares Core. Uh, it also tracks the S&P 500 just like the last two have. Uh, nothing real new with this one, but that the expense ratio is only, once again, like uh, 0.03%. So every $10,000, you'd pay a 3% fee. I mean, a $3 fee, which is, once again, really nothing. But just like the uh, Vanguard one, it's really low expense fee. Uh, uh, the Spider S&P 500 SPY, uh, 0.09%. So it's a little bit more expensive, but... In the long term of things, it's really not yeah. that bad. So, what, Mike, what's our last one? Well, before that, I think I think the differences between SPY and then the IVV or the 500 ETF is probably the conception date. SPY has been around all the way since 1993, so it's 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 grown funds longer through the American economy, yep. as in like uh, what Mathen said, IVV or iShares Core 500 ETF. I think it was incepted around two th- the year two thousand, so that's seven years after the as the spy. So um, that's why the rates are lower, and they have been tracking less time on the SP five hundred. But it allows you even more time for growth too. So that's something to look into as well um, on iShares. And then um, coming at number five, um, according according to Bankrate, is the Schwab S and P five hundred index fund. Now this one's this one's a mouthful, so I'm gonna say this like three times. But the key is SWPPX. So if you're trying to look this one up in your search bar, type in SWPPX. And with more than $49 billion in assets as of November 2020, so this is last month, the Swab S&P 500 Index Fund is on the smaller side of the heavyweights on this list, but that's not really a concern for investors. This mutual fund has a strong record dating back all the way to 1997, um, and it's sponsored by the well-known Charles Swab one of the most respected names in the industry and especially noted for its focus in making investor-friendly products, according to Bankrate. Um, but this is, uh, but it has evidence of razor-thin razor thin expense ratio. So what that means is that if you were to put in $10,000, it's only 0.02%. So for every $10,000 invested, it only costs you $2 annually. <laughs> so that, that no wonder it's razor-thin expense because, I mean, that is, a, it's almost a joke that, I'm gonna put in ten thousand dollars. I only got to pay you two bucks. Plus, the dividends alone would cover that. So, it's um, it's very interesting to know what you're paying. But at the same time, it's so small compared to the amounts of time. As long as you're betting on the American economy and the S P five hundred to always do well. And again, it doesn't mean it doesn't go up or down betting on the economy. But you're 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 as long as America doesn't crash, <laughs> you know, all, all overnight, your your money's in good hands with the American economy. So these are just some of the S&P 500 index funds on the market, offering investors a way to own part of the stock um, while still enjoying benefits of diversification at lower risk with those benefits. So it's just a great thing to to have and to know as an early investor. So look, 
I hope we didn't overwhelm you with information. We kind of wanted to just provide you a little bit of homework that we've done. And then we wanted to list five solid index funds if you're trying to find a good one to get started in. Again, do your own homework, do your own research, um, look into the, the ones that you want to do. And obviously, I know that some of them have different amounts where they're currently at in the stock market. Um, so obviously, just do what you can afford, but take the time, research, and then find what you really want to put it into. But here's the deal. If you don't ever start, you're never setting yourself up for a better future. Yeah. But if you take the time to start and make an effort, we did, we did most of the work for you. We, we told you which app to down, apps to possibly download. We gave you a list and the key names so you can look them up and do your homework on them. All you have to do is decide, do you want to make an investment with these? If you do, do so within your, within your tradable market and allow yourself to grow that wealth, not just for yourself, but for your kids and your family. And I'm going to make it even easier for you. Some of these brokers that you have do- downloaded, if you have downloaded like Robinhood or e- uh, TD Ameritrade, yeah, some will. of them have what you call fractional sharing. So what that means is if the uh, if you want to buy into the Vanguard 500 and it's $339, well, you don't have that much to cough up, that's okay. It'll let you buy into it with only $50 or $100 or even less than that. Yeah, so all the way Yeah, all the way to full price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can lease get started and i highly suggest that it's very rare that i would buy the full share and full price uh, because it's it it is a it's a high number especially if you do have a family you know but go ahead and start try to put like 50 bucks in it's do 100 do do what you can but don't let the price stop you because of fractional sharing you can at least get started yeah i completely agree and i think when I first started off, that was one of the ways I wanted to trade is because you just don't have all that money up front, at least not when you first start off in investing. Yeah. And so allowing you to switch that option to not be buying, maybe buying a full stock, but putting in money options so that um, you could maybe even some of them set it up. Like I know like Robinhood and stuff like that, you can do a reoccurring payment if you wanted to do that. So you could do it a re- reoccurring $10, 20 bucks, however, what you can afford and it will buy those that amount within that, you know, that share. Or, I mean, if you're able to, then you can get the whole share, which means you get the whole price when it goes up. But starting is, is what's the most important. Yeah. So like, again, we're just, we're just wanting to try to do the best we can to help you get started with this, with this episode. Um, I know that it can be a lot of information, but we try and do the best we can to help everybody start off on a better foot. You know, as long as you're taking that time, you understand the mindset behind it, you've got your budget set up, and now you know what you can invest and now you've got the platforms to do so, and we've given you some ideas. Do your homework, look these up, take the time, and do a plan of action, and let's start bettering our dollars today. Look, we're, we're thankful that you checked us out with episode five. Um, check us out next time as we further talking about family, life, and as we grow more within our investments. Um, we're, we're, as we dig deep into some portfolios and really show you what it looks like all together, Um, as we look at other dads and what they've done for their families. So see us next week on episode six. This is diapers, duct tape, and dollars, or D3 for short. We love y'all, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.